Hello and welcome. You are listening to Gay with God, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Are we still searching? The stories you hear in this podcast will melt your heart and can strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible. And you can be authentically gay with God. I am your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Gay With God podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in each week and sharing, subscribing, and and being a part of the community. I really appreciate it. Love that you guys are finding the the Gay With God Facebook page, and we're starting to do a really cool thing on Monday. Of course, this will probably air on Monday, but you'll know about it in other ways that we're going to start a a special Zoom group at the Gay With God uh, Facebook group, and we're going to be talking about, you know, our path through uh, religion and coming back to spirituality and finding God again. So uh, I hope you guys will join uh, for that as you hear about it in the coming weeks. So anyway, so in the Gay With God household today, we have a great guest. Her name is Shelly Likens. She has a bachelor's degree in accounting and is the bookkeeper for a convention center in the greater Cincinnati, Ohio area. She enjoys reading, knitting, and movies. She has two grown daughters, two grandsons, and is the straight spouse in a mixed orientation marriage. She lives with her husband, Dale, and you'll remember Dale Likens because he's a previous guest with the Gay With God podcast, and their chocolate lab, Avery. So, wow, Shelly, welcome to the Gay With God podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. And thank you for coming because when I first heard Dale's story on this podcast, I was just amazed at at just the story itself and and his story and how you were also a part of that and I said then I need to have your wife on (laughs) we need Shelly (laughs) so I really appreciate you coming um and what I'd like to do, and before before we get started, I just want to let all of the, the guests know that you have a very special love story, but it is a love story with a twist. So um, where I'd like to start, I think, Shelly, is that I'd like to go back in the beginning of when you were growing up and your relationship with the church, your relationship with God, and what you learned about homosexuality as a child. So let's start there. Okay. Um, as a young child, I did grow up um, in the church. We, my family and I were um, part of the Lutheran church and that we were uh, members there until I um, turned about 13, I think. And uh, my mom and dad moved, well, all of us moved uh, to a small town uh, little farther away and so it was kind of strange at that point they they kind of just quit going to church Mm. so um as I was growing up then and through my teenage years I just kind of went to church with whoever I was a close friend with at that particular time so I kind of traveled around to some different churches and had some different experiences well that's kind of Um, cool yeah yeah Um, At the time that I met Dale, he was 
um, part of a very conservative um, church that cousins of mine also were part of. And they had invited me to um, an outing that they were, the church was hosting. And so I went and that's where I met Dale. Oh, okay. Um, And then I, uh, there were some other people that I had met and and liked really well. And so I started attending that church and, and that's how Dale and I became friends. We became Mm -hmm. really, really close friends Mm -hmm. um, for about a year. We were, we're just kind of each other's best friend. Nice. Um, before before it ever took a romantic turn. Uh-huh. So you had asked about like what I learned about homosexuality growing yeah. up. Yeah. Um, it really wasn't talked about mm-hmm. in my family. Um, you, you just, you know, I'm kind of dating myself, but back then, <laughs> you know, you just really didn't hear that much about it. Right. Um, you, you knew that it existed, but no one really said anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, you know, especially in that conservative church that we were part of, mm-hmm. you, you heard all of the, you know, the so-called clobber passages mm-hmm. and heard it preached against as it mm-hmm. being a terrible sin and, and all that. So, um, I don't know, as I got older, I started meeting people who were gay and um, just ended up in a place where I, I didn't have negative feelings about it at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought that, that people were just people and it didn't matter who you loved or who you were attracted to. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's it, almost I like it I, kind of, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, that's okay. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, so it's, it's like you had those early messages, but then when you were able to get out and get a little older and, and reason for yourself and you had experiences with people, um, it wasn't something that you felt like you had to hang on to in order to go to heaven. You had to believe that gay people were going to hell. You kind of right. felt differently as you began to get to know people and also understand more. So Shelly and I just got cut off and I don't know if you guys noticed the difference, but just to recap, in case you didn't hear this part, that Shelly had learned about homosexuality in the church as being an abomination and that we would be going to hell. But then as she got older and she started meeting gay people, she started realizing that there really isn't a difference between whom you love and whom you fall in love with and who they are. And she was beginning to get more open and becoming more aware that, um, homosexuality and being an abomination are probably not connected. So that's, you might've heard that, but if you didn't, I wanted to bring you back into the story. So Shelly, thank you for your patience with all of that. And that's quite all right. (laughs) Sometimes podcasting can be a challenge, but we love it. And I love your stories. So, um, so you had already met Dale by this point and you were becoming really good friends. And so tell me how that just you know, was there any indication early on that there were, were concerns that Dale had any kind of concerns that he mentioned to you in your early relationship or, you know, that he was dealing with, um, or was it just all good all the time? What <laughs> it was, it was, I'll say good all the time. Um, good. I didn't have a clue, mm-hmm. um, after we got married and had been married for a while, 
you know, he started opening up a little more mm-hmm. about what what he called his struggle, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and said that he just kind of felt and felt like there was something missing in his life, mm-hmm. relation, relationships with men. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, attributed it to um, not being emotionally close to his dad mm-hmm. when he was growing up or maybe not having enough male friends. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, in junior high, I think it was, he was kind of bullied and um, he ended up going to a Christian school for high school. Mm-hmm. And that was a much better experience for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, before we got married and before he started talking about it, I wouldn't have had any idea. Mm-hmm. I knew that he was very different um, than most guys. Um, he he likes to shop really well. He <laughs> um, doesn't care much for uh, watching sports on TV, unlike what I grew up with, with mm-hmm. my dad and my brother, mm-hmm. who would literally have our big cabinet TV on with the one game mm-hmm. and a smaller portable TV <laughs> on top of that with a with a second game and then yet a third game on a radio. Wow. <laughs> that's that's so funny. That was the days before, you know, you could flip through and back and forth. <laughs> yes. And and yes, but they found a way. They found a way to be really techie. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. funny. So right. tell me about the life that you and Dale built for yourself. Tell me about your family and Okay. Um well, you had mentioned earlier that we have two daughters. Mm-hmm. Um they are grown now. We we had them, they were, they are about four and a half years apart in age. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, their growing up years were just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of work as children always are, <laughs> but lots and lots of fun too. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Dale would play with them. He'd play Barbies and dolls with them and, and um, you know, different kinds of things like that. So, you know, it was a good life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they grew up as pastor's kids. And so we moved from time to time. Um, one move in particular wasn't very much fun when it was midway through our oldest daughter's first year of high school. Oh, no. <laughs> that, was not, <laughs> that was a painful move for her. Oh, I bet. I bet. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so as they grew up, uh, Elise, our youngest daughter, she got married. And um, Beth, our oldest daughter, is a single mom. And she has two sons. They're six and seven years old now. Mm-hmm. And, oh. and they're, they're, it's a really cute age. They're a lot of fun. I bet. I bet. So you built this wonderful family and he was in ministry and everything was going fine. And then the twist came. Yes. Tell me about the twist. The twist. Dale had been in therapy off and on throughout his life as, as I had. 
And so um, there were some things that were bubbling up in his therapy that were uh, some pretty painful memories for him. And, and he had shared those with me. Uh, but one night we were watching the movie Love, Simon. And when the movie was over, well, I should guess I should say maybe a little bit about what it's about for anyone okay. who doesn't, might not have seen it. Okay. It's a, a movie about a teenage boy who is gay. Um, he gets outed at school by someone and then has to negotiate working through that and uh, kind of coming to terms with it. It's um, a really touching, sweet mm -hmm. movie. By the end of it, he has a boyfriend and, um, you know, it, it just has a really nice ending. So when the movie was over, Dale was in tears. Mm. And I said, what's going on? And um, he said, I think we need to talk. And I kind of looked at him and I said, you really are gay, aren't you? And he uh, said, I think I am. Oh my gosh. And so, you know, it was just such a surreal moment. Mm. I think the first thing that I asked him was if he wanted a divorce. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, absolutely not. He said, I'm not going anywhere. And um, so we just kind of took some time with that, mm -hmm. just to kind of let that sink in mm -hmm. and determine what it meant for each of us. Yeah. Um, so you I asked went, him if he wanted a divorce. When you heard that, did you want out? No. Tell no, me about that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, before I met Dale, I was, um, and still am really introverted. Mm -hmm. I was, I was very lonely. I had mm. very few friends and then he came along and life suddenly took a turn that made it much, much more interesting, mm -hmm. much, much more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that I could think of at that time was I can't go back to, to living like that mm. without him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he became someone that you trusted, someone that you definitely loved. You had built this family with. And right. at that point, what was your biggest fear? Even though he said, I don't want a divorce. What was your biggest fear? Right. My biggest fear was um, that he would, that he would change his mind, you uh -huh. know, that he might meet somebody and, um, you know, fall in love and decide that he would want to be with them all uh -huh. the time. So that I'll say was my biggest fear. Sure. Sure. Um, well, and I can only imagine that it just blew your mind, even though you had some working knowledge that he had been attracted to males and seemed to miss that bond with a male through the building of your marriage and your family that probably was not in the forefront of your mind, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis throughout those years. 
and now now here it is right in the middle of the, of the picture. So how right. do you guys, I know you took a moment, you needed to take a breath. You know, there was a, a, a blanket statement of you knowing you didn't want to end the marriage. He said, he's not going anywhere. And then you're, and you say, then how do we make this work? You know, what, what's going to, how are we going to do this? So what, what was the process right. of moving forward? What steps did you guys take either individually or together to make it through these really dicey times of not knowing how to manage this. Right. <laughs> I went, I, I was out of counseling at that point. So I went back to counseling uh-huh. um, and was working with a counselor, you know, on building up my self-esteem, my, you know, I had gotten to where I was, I was pretty codependent on him. Mm. Um, you know, I, I really depended on him for my happiness, okay. which is not, it's not healthy. Yeah. So, um, you know, we started working on that and, um, one of the first things that I did was I literally got on the internet and Googled my husband is gay. Now what? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> <And> so, great. <laughs> I found, um, you know, several different websites that, that had, they were support groups Mm. for women in that situation, which really surprised me. I didn't expect to find that. Um, in looking at some of those websites, I learned that the success rate for Mm. making a mixed orientation marriage work is very poor mm. that they really don't tend to have good outcomes. Um, a lot of people insist on monogamy and then the spouse that's gay finds that they can't mm. resist, you know, that pull <clears throat> in their life. Right. And so, you know, that may cause a marriage to end or sometimes the the woman or the straight spouse, I should say, um, will decide that they don't, they just don't want to be married to someone that's gay. And Mm -hmm. so they'll end the marriage. Right. Um, and then other people will, like my great fear was they'll find someone and fall in love and want to be with that person all the time. And sometimes they'll divorce and still remain close friends with their ex spouse. Um, but that's the way they choose to make it work, so to speak. Right. Um, right. So I found that I read a book called more than two, and it was not about being in a mixed orientation marriage, but it was about, um, you know, having a, an ethically non-monogamous relationship. And when when we first discovered that Dale was gay, um, neither of us had any plans, you know, we didn't know what to do. So we, we waited for about a year, you know, for both of us to get counseling, become stronger in our own personhood Uh and um, decide what we wanted for the future. Uh At first, I insisted on monogamy Uh and I told him that he knew what it was like to be married to me 
And if that wasn't what he wanted, then, you know, I said, I guess we'll have to go our separate ways. And Uh I really don't want to do that. I'm terrified to do that. Uh Um, And so reading that book, I would say, helped me to look at it a little differently Uh and kind of realize that there there's not a limit on the amount of love that one person can have. You can love multiple people and have it still be good relationships. Mm. And so I, um, I became a little more open to the idea. Mm. He, we had talked and I knew that he was, you know, really drawn to wanting to find someone to be in a relationship with he Uh, didn't want to you know just run around and and have random hookups he wanted uh someone to be in a relationship with okay so I started being a little more open to that and that was the point that we started um, marriage counseling Uh to help us navigate that change Uh and um I just can't say enough good about our (laughs) marriage counselor. She was absolutely wonderful in helping us, you know, decide when and how and and all the the different logistics, you know, how to handle the the fears and insecurities that come up, Mm -hmm. the grief, Mm. you know, I I really went through a period of grief of mourning the loss of the relationship that I thought I had. Sure. You know, yeah. yeah. And, and with that comes anger. And, mm-hmm. you know, I I wanted to be completely open to him having a relationship. I, I knew that that was what was going to be best for him. Um, but boy, was it, it was so hard. It had to have been hard. I can't imagine. I I really cannot imagine living a life with someone I love that I'm in love with. And I've built this family with, and then them coming and telling me that they're in this whole different space emotionally. It counters everything that you think you have. I mean, that's, I just can't imagine the, the fear and the and the anger that you might have felt, honestly. And, you know, with, with grief, I mean, it's, you know, it's not a a destination, it's a journey. So as you're moving through all these changes and you're starting to go through that process of denial and, and sadness and depression and anger, that doesn't mean that you get through those stages and you don't, for me, it's more like a revolving door that you, you come back and you revisit those things. So one day might be, Oh, I'm feeling great. And I love him and I'm going to keep him and it's going to be awesome. And the next day you're like a puddle of tears or you're raging. And it's like, how could you do this to our family? (laughs) It it had to have been just so difficult. So devastating. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And, and I would be, I would become frustrated with myself mm. for not being able to just, mm. you know, accept that and move on and, Ugh. 
and for being stuck in the revolving door, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like you said, I would think that I had worked through something and was over it and mm-hmm. then something would happen that mm-hmm. would trigger, mm-hmm. you know, that feeling sure. and it would here it would bubble up again. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, I do not want to go through this again. Yeah. And, you know, poor Dale, I, I keep saying that he was, he was like being on a yo-yo, you know, Mm -hmm. he, I know he felt pulled every which way because Mm -hmm. it, it hurt him to know that, that for him to be fulfilled, it was hurting me, Uh you know, and he didn't want to hurt me. And, And that really just, tore him up that Mm -hmm. you know that I was having so much trouble with it Mm. Um, well the the thing that comes up for me right now is just how deep and abiding your love is for each other that even though neither one of you would have wanted this to happen you know in the way that it you know kind of just happened after so many years of marriage but that that you have you have for him such an abiding love for wanting to stay and he has an abiding love because he doesn't want to hurt you. And I think from what you said earlier, it almost sounds like he would have been willing, even though he came into this insight that he didn't want a divorce. His first statement was, I don't want to, I don't want to leave you, but yet he was still going to be giving up the one thing that was going to be authentic for him because he, because he loved you that much yeah so if if I couldn't if I couldn't open up then yeah that would have that would have been you know what would have happened yeah and neither of us you know wanted that hurt and pain for the other right right and that's what just warms my heart to think about how deeply you loved each other, that you were willing to sacrifice something for you, for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad that it didn't come to that. I'm glad. I'm so glad it didn't, but I can understand yeah. why it does for so many people, because it's not right. that they, they are doing anything wrong. It's just that for them, their authentic self is not in that space. And I don't know, you know, what I would do in that situation either. Although, I have an inkling, but I really don't know until I'm in that situation. And I don't think any of us really know until we're in that situation. So to to backtrack just a minute. So I know that it took you guys a a while to get through your own thoughts about it and your own feelings. When did you introduce this information that dad is gay to your kids? Um, It was probably about six months Mm -hmm. after he told me mm-hmm. and um, they were just absolutely wonderful. Aww. They, they were both so accepting. And um, our younger daughter said, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> How old was she at the time? <laughs> oh gosh. She was maybe 28. Okay. Okay. So yeah. she was like, duh. Like she had an inkling all this time. <laughs> One of her friends in high school was at our house one day and she and Dale was there and I don't remember what they were talking about, but she looked at our daughter and said, your dad is either gay or he is the the gayest straight man I've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) And that was funny. At the time, 
we all had a big laugh about that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Never knowing that. Wow. (laughs) That many years later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That That it would be the truth. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay, so so you guys are, are working on yourselves and you're working with each other in marriage therapy. And and what happens through all of that as you're going through that revolving door of the of the grief? Uh, tell me how right. that, that evolved for you guys. Right. Um, eventually, I would say it was probably maybe, gosh, I can't remember for sure, maybe nine months after we started marriage counseling, mm-hmm. I told him that I thought that I was ready for him to look for someone to be in a relationship with. Wow. And so how did you get to that place? It's a miracle. I don't <laughs> have any other way to describe it. Yeah. A, a very, very skilled therapist. Mm. Now, was she an expert in your marriage? Um, you know, the or mixed orientation marriage? Was she like an expert in that? Or was she just, wow. No. Wow. She um, was very open to LGBTQ people. Okay. And she was extremely committed to helping us decide what we wanted and to making whatever we wanted work. Oh, how awesome. I, I just, I can't say enough good about her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's phenomenal that if you're, if you, you know, bring in clients that are going through something that you've never experienced before, but it sounds like her skill level was so high that she could like clear her mind of not knowing anything for herself, but knowing just being in your space and allowing you to guide her. And then her skills were able to keep you open with each other. That's awesome. So kudos to her kudos to her. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, when I, when I told Dale that, then he contacted a friend of his, who's a single guy, um, who was gay and they, um, decided to get together and they've been together ever since. Wow. So, um, you know, it just was one of those things that, you know, they started talking and discovered that a lot of their thought processes and their, like, their, I don't know, life outlook was very, very similar. Mm-hmm. And so they, they got along really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say they have a lot in common. I mean, they do have a lot of things in common, but his boyfriend is a real outdoorsy camping, hiking <laughs> type of guy. And okay. Dale, Dale is not. <laughs> Dale would is much more at home in the shopping mall. <laughs> his boyfriend would probably rather be beaten than to have to go in a shopping mall. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so when he gets a chance to find someone he finds someone that that is definitely providing an emotional connection for him that doesn't have to does he go camping now with the boyfriend or is um he has not he has not yet. done that okay <laughs> they have 
they have done a little hiking together. Okay. And um, they've gone kayaking. And, okay. And Dale discovered that he really likes to kayak. So they do that in the summer. Okay. And um, yeah. <laughs> so, so life, so, uh, life as you knew, knew it changed, but yet you still have him living with you. You know, your husband's still home unless he's, you know, doing uh -huh. a kayaking trip with the boyfriend. So what is that like? I mean, <laughs> notice that my mind is a little blown here thinking that we've introduced another person into, into the dyad and, and what happens um, when, when Dale goes with his boyfriend or you, what happens with you emotionally? What happens with you in general? I mean, how do you spend your time? Right. Um, I always make sure that I have some fun activity planned for myself. Okay. Um, all the advice that I've heard is do not sit at home by yourself. Do not stay home cleaning the house <laughs> while, right. while your husband is out on a fun adventure. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I always tried to make sure that I have something to do. Um, I have a best friend who lives nearby and she has been wonderful. I uh, shared with her pretty soon after Dale disclosed to me, um, I shared that with her and she has really, she's been so supportive and I, I really don't know what I would do without her. Mm -hmm. So um, she if she is at all able, if, if I need to have, you know, lunch together, or if I need to, you know, have an evening get together or whatever, she will, she will do her very best to make sure that that happens. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. She's, she's been great about yeah. that. So yeah. at first it was even, you know, with her company, it was, it was still really hard knowing mm -hmm. that, that Dale was with someone else. Mm -hmm. um, as time's gone by, though, they've been together about two and a half years now. And as time's gone by, that's gotten a lot easier. Okay. Okay. So, and, and you have not decided to pick up a, another relationship in your marriage? No, I, I really don't want to do that, at, okay. at least not right now. Mm -hmm. um, I still have a lot of work to do on myself. I still, you know, struggle with uh, self-esteem and, mm -hmm. and insecurity. And, mm -hmm. and I think that it's best that I'm not try to bring another person. <laughs> in. Yeah. 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 Well, and see, uh, you know, like I said, I don't know what I would do if the, if it came into my life and had to go through this, but I, I know myself well enough to where, I think I had my own insecurities, um, you know, that would pop back up that I don't feel now I had right. it in the beginning, but I don't feel it now. And I'm not so sure that, um, jealousy might pop up for me actually to be jealous of that relationship separate from me and to be jealous that they were going off to this really cool place and I'm not going. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. That's why it's important to make sure that I have something to do, yeah. you know, and, mm -hmm. and that helps with those feelings of jealousy. Mm -hmm. What I've found more than um, being jealous of his boyfriend is 
jealous of the relationship that he has with his boyfriend uh-huh. because he has, you know, he has me and then he has this other, mm-hmm. you know, really awesome person, mm-hmm. you know, who, who loves him and cares for him. And, uh, you know, they talk and text just about every day and, mm-hmm. and see each other every, every week or two. He, his, mm-hmm. his boyfriend lives um, about an hour and a half away. Mm. And so, um, you know, they, they keep in really close touch. And so that I find hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So does, do you have, <laughs> I don't know even how to ask this question. I'm just thinking in about your own fulfillment, your own <laughs> joy, you know, do you still feel like you're getting what you need out of the marriage? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. You know, we still have a great life together. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I know his boyfriend as well. Um, We have gone out to eat several times and uh, gone to art shows together, um, concerts together. And um, he's, he's a great guy. And and (laughs) I've, I've, I like being around him. He's, that's he's cool. a lot of fun. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> it's nice yeah. that it worked out that way that that he found somebody that he really likes that you also like. So that's good too. Yes. Yeah. 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 So tell that me. Would, go ahead. Finish that. Thought. I was just going to say it. It. I. I could see that that would be really really hard if it was someone who who just you know kind of rubbed you the wrong way or or whatever or monopolized his time. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't like you or something. Yeah. So I'm glad uh-huh. that that worked out. Yeah. yeah. So, so now Dale is, was in ministry when you were married. Did he leave that ministry as he was coming out? Was he asked to leave? And then how did um, he get back into ministry? Okay. He was not asked to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been a United Methodist pastor for 30 years mm-hmm. and, um, the United Methodist Church is struggling with LGBTQ issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, they're very, most churches are very welcoming for gay people to come to their church, mm-hmm. but they are not welcoming um, to let them be a pastor mm-hmm. or to be married. Mm-hmm. And now, not to say that the pastors don't want to marry right. people who are same sex. Mm-hmm. The, the church institution, right. Um, you know, does not permit that. Right. And Dale, I, I don't think that he would have stayed a part of that system, even had he not been gay, because right. he just, you know, got really tired of, of the hypocrisy and mm-hmm. of that. Um, mm-hmm. And so he, they, the church had a general conference a few years ago where they, um, the whole representatives from the whole church came together uh, from around the world to kind of make a decision on this issue because there are lots of, you know, there's one faction of the church that wants to be open and accepting and other churches or other factions don't want to, so they I guess we're going to try to 
kind of decide that once and for all at this general conference. Mm -hmm. And um, as a result of that conference, they um, chose to double down on the restrictions. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, Dale knew that he just couldn't stay any longer, um, Mm -hmm. especially he was gay himself. Right. I just can't do this. Right. And so he, he, at that point, he turned in his credentials, his ordination credentials, gave them back Mm -hmm. to the United Methodist Church. And he became ordained in um, an organization called the Federation of Christian Ministers. Okay. And um, so he is, he is ordained with them now so he he can marry and and do all you know uh serve communion or you know whatever okay um that's how that happened and then um after he left the united methodist church then that's when he founded a new church it's non-denominational and it's called the open table and um we not only accept people who are LGBTQ, whatever, um, but we really celebrate the the diversity that those people bring. We celebrate yeah. their personhood, and um, there there are people in our church who have been just terribly hurt by the church at large. Yeah, and you know to the point that you know, maybe they, they're not even sure if they believe in God or, Mm. or they might think that they don't want anything to do with the church ever again. Uh And then they find us, you know, if by looking online or at Facebook and um, they come and find that it really is a place where they're loved and celebrated. And that's been, that's really cool. That is awesome. Really cool. Yes. That's really cool to watch that transformation mm-hmm. take place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that that he was able to stay in the ministry and that he's able to figure out a way to do that. And and also for you, mm-hmm. too, because that, you know, you serving along with him, you know, that's part of the ministry is to have you a part of that. Did you ever lose your faith in God or have a angry conversation, you know, through this whole transition of how to save your marriage? I mean, was, was your faith ever in jeopardy? Um, no, no, it wasn't good for Um, you. There may have been times where it wasn't as strong Mm -hmm. as it, you know, had been at other times. Mm-hmm. Um, what I what I struggled with a lot was prayer. Mm. You know, because it was there are many things in my life that you know I've prayed for and it, it hasn't been answered in a positive way, mm-hmm. in, at least to my earthly view. Uh-huh. Um, I know that it all works out in the end. And, and it, the things that I have gone through have made me a stronger person now mm-hmm. for having gone through them. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to give an example, um, my father was mentally ill and had um, probably the worst case of rheumatoid arthritis that mm-hmm. I've ever seen 
anyone have. Mm. And so he struggled with that for 17 years Mm. uh, before he uh, had a heart attack and died. And, um, you know, for many, many years, I prayed, you know, for him to be healed or, you know, Mm-hmm. And, and it, it never happened. Mm-hmm. And that's just one small, mm-hmm. one instance. I won't mm-hmm. say small, it's large. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one instance. Um, and then when I found out that I was in a mixed orientation marriage, I'm like, you know, well, now what? Yeah. You know, I, I can't, you know, I don't know how to say it. I, there, there's no getting out of facing the reality you know right, you, right. you can't pray it away so, <laughs> you can't pray the gay away and you can't pray you the can't trials pray. away they're there for a reason <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness if you've never heard it there's a really funny song about you can't the title of it is you can't pray the gay away is that right <laughs> okay <laughs> It's a hilarious song. All right. We need to, I think I've actually seen that. And so Google that the song, don't pray. You can't pray the gay away. Cause it is funny. I think I have seen that. Um, yeah. And I, I liked it. Well, and you know, that when, you know, prayer has always been a sticky wicket for a lot of people, I think. And, and it was for me too, growing up. Cause I could never give my mom uh, reasons for why things didn't turn out right. She was she didn't have a very strong faith in the very beginning. And she didn't understand how a minister would think that if they prayed over someone that they were healed and then the person died and she couldn't figure that out. And uh, even in my own journey, um, you know, I, the, I go to the Episcopal church and I've just leaned into that for the last couple of years because I was one of those wounded (laughs) church people and was done with it, just totally done Uh with it. And then found found this Episcopal church. And I talked to the priest one time because I was having a really bad time. And I said, I, how do I pray? How do I pray for this? And he said, Uh well, you know, God's not really a vending machine (laughs) and you can't just put in your prayer request and get what you want. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell is it for? I love that. I know I did too. It made so much sense to me, but yet it really frustrated me because I want a vending machine. God, I thought, you know, I want to say, this is what I need. Uh, And you're going to just give it to me. I picked the button. I put it my money, (laughs) but it is, I do believe what, you know, what you're alluding to is that the trials you've been through and what you thought you had was exactly what you needed. But yet that opened up the door to say, Hey, am I going to stay codependent on one person? And what will happen if that one person leaves for some other totally different reason without their choosing, you know, how am I as a strong Christian woman going to present myself to the world? And so it forced you to find your balance and to find a stronger you inside of where you didn't think you were and you were there all the time. You just didn't know it. So I think that's really brilliant that this, very unsettling time for you really did turn out to be something that made you stronger and and you even survived it. So that's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) That's awesome. But not to discount though, the, the deep abiding love that you have for him and that you were willing to go on this journey with him. It, it, I know that it it also took care of some of your anxiety and, and your fears of not having him at that moment to keep him around in whatever way, you could, but yet I think Uh 
probably your relationship with him took a different level now because you were stronger in the relationship instead of being as codependent as you said you were in the beginning. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you took that journey. So, Mm -hmm. so for other people that are going through this, um, and, and maybe they're just in the beginning of it or, or they're, they're finding themselves in this situation. What do you wish someone had said to you that would have made it easier, you know, even though it couldn't fix it, but it would have made it easier for you? Um, I think the best advice someone could have given me would be to get strong in yourself, Mm. be able to stand on your own two feet and not have to depend on someone else for your emotional well-being. Yes. Um, A second thing would be to uh, communicate, Mm. talk, 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 Mm. talk honestly Mm. and deeply and truthfully, mm-hmm. no matter how much it hurts, mm-hmm. and um, set clear boundaries. Mm. You know, as you talk together, you have to decide what is or is not acceptable to the other, mm-hmm. and um, be very specific mm, about about that. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. This, those three things probably, mm-hmm. and I can't recommend therapy enough. It mm-hmm. is too big and too fraught with emotion mm-hmm. to try to handle this transition on your own. Yeah, I, I just don't see how anyone could do that without someone objective that mm-hmm. can help you navigate through all those feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't either because when you said say things, you know, truthfully and clearly, and not everybody has the skills to do that in that emotional arena. I mean, it's, it's hard to say what you, yeah. you think sometimes is somebody has to sometimes help you pull out what you're thinking or what you're trying to say, because it's just gets yeah. locked up in there. So I, you're, you're brilliant to recommend that. I, I agree a hundred percent that this is not, a couple journey. This is, this is a therapeutic journey. Somebody needs to be there to referee sometimes and also to, to be with you. So when you were going through the marriage therapy, did you stay in individual therapy or did you, did you do both or? Um, At first I was in individual therapy and then I found that I was getting a lot more out of the couples therapy Uh than the individual so I um, discontinued the individual therapy and we did the, the marriage um, therapy. And then when we finished the marriage therapy, then I continued on still more with individual with our marriage counselor. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. 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 That was, that was really good. Yeah. And when we stopped seeing each other, we both cried because we had been meeting, you know, every week or two for gosh, I don't know years. Yeah. And uh, she, she told me that um, it was the hardest uh, 
therapy relationship to end that she had ever, ever seen. Um, She had really enjoyed talking with both of us Mm -hmm. and um, said that I had taught her so much about Mm. unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. I, I totally agree with that. I mean, you, you, you definitely have unconditional love. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, Shelly, your story is just amazing to me. I had never heard of this before Dale had mentioned it in his podcast. Um, and, and your side of the story, you know, couldn't have been told as well on, you know, just his single podcast. So I so appreciate mm-hmm. you being willing to open up your side of the the story and your emotions, because it, it definitely was a journey that was so difficult. And yet you stood in the grace and the love and the commitment. Um, and, and you guys are making it work. And I'm so, I'm so happy for you both. And, oh, and you. for all of you, I guess. <laughs> But, yeah, <laughs> but but I'm I'm really super super glad that you're fulfilled in this relationship and that you don't, you know, you're not missing out on on getting the the husband that you thought you always had that you still have him. You're sharing right. him by your choice, but that you're still fulfilled in your life and in your relationship, and that's what I care about for sure. Um, right, absolutely, and I do feel that. Yeah, I yeah, that. and it's a and, wonderful man. Yes. Yes. And you're a wonderful woman. So, um, so you guys, Dale had alluded to the fact that you guys may be starting some webinars or that you're thinking about doing workshops or something for folks who are going through this and that you guys would be the couple to, to help them understand and make sure they're going through this in a way that's, that's going to work for them. So, um, mm-hmm. as, so that's something that you guys are, are still kind of planning on and, Right. We, we definitely are still planning to do that. Okay. Um, he's got some other things that he's uh, working on right now. And, um, but hopefully, you know, sometime in the not too distant future, we'll be mm-hmm. able to, to do that. Yeah. Well, keep gay with God posted because, um, you yeah, that may be something that we can help promote for you guys and, and do a little promo to let people know that something's happening. Um, so, you know, definitely keep in touch and uh, we want to support you any way we can. So thank you again. I I really appreciate you coming and spending this time with us. And I think that what you guys are going through and living through and, and being in love through um, it's a, it's an important story for other people to hear. So thank you so much for sharing such intimacy with us. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to do that. Absolutely. Um, I it's, it's not often I don't I think that the the straight spouse gets to share their their side of the story. So I really dearly appreciate the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You are welcome. You are welcome. And guys, thank you for coming every week and listening and supporting and sharing and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to see more information and links to connect with Shelly, go to the Gay With God show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com and you will find her email address listed there so that you can stay in contact with her. If you are listening, if you're questioning whether you can be gay and be in relationship with God, if you are authentically gay, God has always been within you. Even when you didn't know it, you have always been. 
Gay with God. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay with God community and check out our Facebook group, Gay with God. Uh, Remember that we're going to be starting a Zoom um, online group to talk about our relationship with God and our journey. So come join us there. And if you need a little coaching support to get through your coming out faith journey story, go to the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom and see how you can connect with me. And I will welcome a conversation with you. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.